0: What's up, guys? Welcome to The Walk Show Podcast, where we explore the walk of life. This is your host, Walker Near. The music for today's show is provided by Misha Zarin. So many thanks to Misha. I strongly encourage people to check out their local food bank to see how they can help, as food banks like the Ozarks Food Harvest here in my town are helping families overcome food insecurity, which is a problem we need to solve. Follow me on social media like Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at The Walk Show or The Walk Show Pod. All those links are in the show notes. This week we are joined by Tom Palladino, who is a researcher and humanitarian seeking to make a difference in the world by providing people with the education and tools to restore optimal health, and by helping people enhance their quality of life. Tom began research with scalar energy during his undergraduate years after developing a deep admiration for the father of scalar energy research or knowledge, Nikola Tesla. I will say this is a topic I was not familiar with prior to this conversation. Tom does make some pretty bold statements about the existing and potential use of scalar energy. I did not attempt to confirm Tom's statements outside of this conversation. My goal with this conversation is to explore an idea and a walk of life. All that being said, I really enjoyed the conversation with Tom, so let's get over to it. I will also apologize in advance for the audio quality. There were some technical challenges that I cleaned up as much as possible. welcome to the walk show podcast tom palladino thank you so much for joining how are you doing this evening
1: i am well pleasure to be here thank
0: you Walker. Uh, yeah awesome so, Tom, you actually do some pretty interesting work that I admittedly have uh, little familiarity with, although that's true of many things in life I've come to find <laughs> talking to guests on this show. So that's not unique to you. Um, but the, the the topic that you are heavily involved with and, and, and trying to promote in the world is, is the topic of scalar energy, um, which really, with the, the, the limited amount of, of reading and, and things that I did on it, seems to be a pretty broad topic subject it, it it seems like it covers quite a few areas so at least starting off at a high level can you just explain what scalar energy is
1: yes um, it is sunlight it is starlight it's the initial energy of the universe and it's come to my attention as well as other uh, theorists that there are two energies in the universe we all recognize electricity and magnetism that's accurate that's valid there is an electromagnetic spectrum. But I'm saying there's another spectrum. There's a scalar energy spectrum. And the scalar energy spectrum is just uh, um, an emerging science right now. Scalar energy, or what some people might call zero-point energy or chi or prana, that's the emerging science that we see. And the world will eventually realize that, yes, there's been two energies all along. And once we arrive at that conclusion, we will see just, just how momentous this is. Why? Because this new energy, so to speak, this undiscovered energy offers so much greater potential than that of the electromagnetic spectrum. So eventually, and, and hear me quite clearly, the technology that we use today of electromagnetic energy and their, their derivative inventions, if you will, will be obsolete. Scalar energy is a much superior energy. It's clean. It's it's affordable. It's it's omnipresent. It's from the sun and the stars. So this is a new error for mankind. Scalar energy is a new way of living. I know that's a bold statement, but I hold by it.
0: Well, so so, yeah. So, in you know, in, in what I was looking at, it seemed like people were trying to use it for more for lack of a better term, medicinal related purposes. Yes. But are, are you saying that it's also something that would be used in industry like in my house? Yes. My lights are, are powered by scalar yes. energy in the future.
1: Yes, that's correct. The, the great inventor Nikola Tessa, in my estimation, was the first person to ever harness scalar energy. And he was really at the cusp of introducing this free energy to mankind. He built a tower in Long Island, New York, that was a scalar energy tower. And um, for various reasons, he could not um, get that that project off the ground, so to speak. But that's where we're going. I'm trying to restep step uh, Tesla, Nikola Tessa's uh, career. I'm trying to walk in his footsteps, and in many ways, I'm trying to duplicate his incredible work with scalar energy. Again, scalar energy is from the sun and the stars; hence, it's free energy, and it will it will set mankind free. It will liberate the human race.
0: Well, I mean, it definitely sounds uh, fascinating. Um, so, I guess with you personally, we'll back up a bit. How how did you find yourself? interested in this, because it's not a topic that, again, I was really familiar with until encountering you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, how did I get involved in this? Well, I read Tesla as a youngster. I, I just thrived on what Tesla was doing. And I knew instinctively that he wasn't working with electricity the latter part of his career. And what I saw Tesla achieving, bar none, I, I, I've i never seen any man achieve these feats. These His prowess is, is unmatched. So why was was he such a great inventor? He had a great tool, scalar energy. And many of Tesla's latter-day inventions and discoveries were scalar energy discoveries and inventions. And this is what sets him apart. Nobody's been able to duplicate his work. Very few people realize that there's two energies, there's two dimensions, and that Tesla was working later in his life with scalar energy, this other dimension, and because of that, his work today is unmatched. Nobody can duplicate what he achieved.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I I remember, and I know very little about Tesla. I and mean, I know I know it's a name, and <laughs> vaguely what he he was doing. But I've never read any of his work or anything like that, or, or studied him at all. But I, I I have some idea of of him competing with uh, with Edison on light bulb creation. Yes. Is that is that right? That's, okay,
1: that's correct. That that was the war of AC electricity. And ultimately Tesla won that war because he, he was with AC and, and Tesla. Excuse me, Tesla was with AC and and Edison really had a, a hankering for DC, but AC won the battle. But Tesla, you know, head over heels. Again, nobody can compare to him. And when I really delve into his notes, it's just incredible what he's achieved. Um, you know, the, he he spoke about anti gravity instruments. He he spoke about the ability to light up the world from a single tower. That's what his tower was in, in Wardenclyffe um, in Long Island. It was a uh, wireless transmission tower. Now, if you look at the world today, we're bound by, by telephone poles, by transformers, by substations, by, by coal mining, by drilling for oil and, and, and gas. Well, Tesla had a better idea. He was just extract the energy from the atmosphere. So many times people say, Tom, how do you do this? I don't. I simply have the ability to harness star energy, sun energy, which is everywhere. So in the future, the power plant for mankind will be the stars. You're not gonna see any more coal burning. You're not gonna see a nuclear reactor. I don't have anything against windmills, but they're inefficient compared to scalar energy. So the power plant of the future are the stars. We're going to tap into star energy, and, and that will, in and of itself, uh, finally, in a consummate fashion, solve the energy crisis.
0: Mm and so you said that you're able to to harness it. how how uh, what kind of are you using equipment to do this how are you achieving that
1: yeah they're custom built instruments it's, it's taking me and a, and a group of engineers a, a, my lifetime and prior to my work there was a man by the name of Hieronymus so he's the really the chief engineer behind all of this Galen Hieronymus I copied his work so uh you know by Behind me are two to three generations of scientists, although it's a small field. Nonetheless, they are notable scientists who paved the way. Tessa was the first man, in my estimation, who had a scalar energy instrument. Um, Hieronymus, to some extent, was a contemporary, but I don't think he ever met with Tessa. So those are two men who worked independently of one another, but I, I admire both of them. These are the grandfathers, if you will, of, of scalar energy research, or what some people call today, zero point energy. And I can guarantee you there is a quantum field, there is a quantum energy, it is scalar energy. And it, it's just pregnant with opportunity. What, what we see that, that the ability of this energy is far exceeds that of the ability of, of electricity. What's my point? Well, when you command energy, energy is our tool, our servant, and it performs work. And the work functions that can be realized with electricity are incredible. But my contention is scalar energy will 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 be much much more versatile than that of electricity, and we'll we'll get into that as we speak. Scalar energy provides consummate control over nature, whereas electricity. Is really an indirect control over nature, so I much prefer working with scalar energy, which is direct control over nature.
0: I, I, I mean, and I, I apologize to just ask you to elaborate immediately, but can you elaborate on that a bit more? Because yeah. I'm, sure. I, I, I'm a bit lost.
1: Sure, <clears throat> uh, scalar energy is the first energy of the sun and the stars. So that is really the first cause of of all phenomenon in the universe, whereas electricity and and magnetism are derivative of scalar energy. So scalar energy is the first primary energy. Electricity and magnetism are a weakened form of energy, and hence it's a weakened capacity. When I look at scalar energy, I realize it serves as the instructions of the universe. Now, for instance, with my instrument, it's, a, it's an information system. It's an information field. When I'm working with scalar energy, it's non-physical. It, it's not of the physical realm. It really is, a, is of a metaphysical or a spiritual realm. So it's information. And with this information, Barker, I can easily assemble a molecule or disassemble a molecule. I do it readily with these instruments, with these scalar energy instruments. Imagine what I'm saying. I can assemble a molecule, I can disassemble a molecule. So with that, I have developed a scalar energy instrument that gives me power control over molecular form. I can create or disassemble a molecule readily. Now, what does that mean to mankind? Well, to put it in perspective, I've, I've worked with a protocol where we can disassemble toxins and pathogens. Or we can assemble, say, a nutrient, a vitamin, or a phytochemical. And that's just the beginning. I, I, I'm I going to branch out into other aspects of, of, of science, uh, power generation, and, and eventually anti-gravity. But right now, I'm concentrating on, on health. And all of this, again, is just is so promising because as one person, as one researcher, I've been able to make these advances. Now, imagine if if 5 or 10,000 researchers finally took to this and finally realized that scale energy is a reality and if i could have 5,000 people who could duplicate my results and then augment my results we would really make progress in this field of of science that has not happened yet
0: and do you think that, I mean, is is the biggest barrier, the biggest barrier to all emerging technologies, which is capitalism, the, the old money doesn't want it to, <laughs>
1: yes, yes, doesn't yes, want it, it to be
0: true? <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of people like you with good hearts say, Tom, if this is so you know, apparent, what's the impediment? Money, money. Okay. For two reasons. There's, it's a new and emerging science and there's no money to be made at this. So. If you want to delve into scalar energy research, you have to do it on your own nickel, on, on your own time. And a lot of people, they have to pay bills. And I, I understand that. I've spent my life uh, uh, living a meager means to, in order to advance this science. So there is no emerging industry yet. There will be an industry. There is no emerging industry. And with that, there is going to be eventually a pushback. Because if this technology, as I say, can make obsolete the electromagnetic paradigm, if scalar energy is superior to the uh, electromagnetic instruments in vogue today, and if scalar energy will make functioning, functionally obsolete so much technology today, um, it, there's going to be a pushback.
0: Right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, I just think of, you know, I mean, the most obvious example, I think, where that's seen is, is with alternative fuel sources for cars right where there's an enormous amount of pushback from the embedded gas and oil industry that's not interested in a different way for that to be done and And they have a lot of pockets to back up their position
1: (laughs) And, and that's it and thank you sir and and that's where we're at right now that's the nexus that that we're we've arrived at and and you just have to prove this to people. And eventually you'll see a groundswell support, a grassroots support. I'm starting to develop that grassroots support. And then the people will demand it. But I I, I guarantee you this is going to challenge everybody from Wall Street to Madison Avenue, uh uh to to, to the boardrooms around the world. And it it's going to be um it's going to be the game changer that people who have been looking for. It's going to benefit mankind, but at the expense of making many industries obsolete.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing that honestly, though, that it, it that it, it ties to immediately in my mind um, is, you know, the the future of of technology and automation and yes. and. You know, And I, I don't mean to be political. I'm not advocating a political position here. But, but, for example, in the last election cycle, we had Andrew Yang running for president. And one of the things that he was a big proponent of was this idea of universal basic income. And, again, I'm not trying to get into the nuances of that. But the reason that he thinks that that's important is because yes. we're eventually going to get to a point where – a lot of the jobs that people have the opportunity to, to get today just won't be there for people. Yes. And so we're going to have to shift the way that we understand yes. society in general.
1: Yes.
0: So maybe when that, <laughs> maybe this kind of combines with that, whenever that movement really starts to, to happen. I mean, it's, I guess it's already happening in some extent, but um,
1: does you're that make right. sense? I guess. Yeah, you're, you're right. And I agree with you. And And this is the challenge of technology. And I don't know why people don't quite grasp this, but technology should be embraced when it's used appropriately. And all the technology in vogue today and and what's what's coming on the scene, there's no reason we should have to work 40 hours a week anymore. There's no reason we should have to work 30 hours a week. If machines are doing our work and doing it better than what we can and working 24 hours a day, I'll be the first to, to proclaim a, a general abstinence for the forty-hour work week anymore. That that's it. It's obsolete.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I had a guy. This was sometime last year in twenty twenty, but I had a guy on the show that's, you know, an entrepreneur himself, and he's a psychologist and helps other psychologists set up practices and all this. And he, the book he was working on was why do we work forty hours? And he was explaining the history of that and how it's not really tied to it's not tied to like a logical math problem no. that someone did and said, Oh, this is how we got to that value. It's, it, it it's again for an oversimplification, but it's basically the politics of the era of when that was determined is what right. dictated that not some yeah. reasoned thought. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, thank you for thinking outside the box. And, and this is the role that Tessa envisioned. Now, what am I getting at? Well, you could, if, Wardencliffe, this tower in Long Island would have been successful. Tesla could have powered the world from one location. Now imagine how much money we could have saved and, and how the environment would have been cleaner and how many lives we could have spared. Okay. Now, but but the robber barons don't want that. The robber barons want their energy grid. They, they want they want their monopoly. And this is what I'm saying, scalar energy will change the monopolies of the world. The monopolies of the world will come tumbling down. So if scalar energy is going to be accepted and embraced in the next five to ten years, <clears throat> you're you're gonna see a, a mega shift in society like you've never seen before. If if you know, to be blunt, if you think the computer was wonderful and it is, then then a scalar energy era, the era of scalar energy will far surpass the profundity of the computer age
2: Mm.
0: yeah I mean it 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 seems to make sense that that would happen as the rate of technology increases just continues to grow exponentially at some point we're going to hit (laughs) another critical moment that's just you know completely mind-blowing that uh, is another revolution for you know revolution is probably not the right word but (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) I don't mean to imply violence or anything like that um Well, so, you know, you'd mentioned earlier, I mean, again, we've been talking of it kind of in in relation to as a, you know, how it would interact with the the power grid, if you will. But you had mentioned, and I, like I said, when I was reading about it briefly, there's medicinal uses for it as well. So are you, I mean, not only the the power sector industry of, of the world. But does this also potentially challenge the pharmaceutical industry of the world? Yeah,
1: yeah very much so. And uh, I'll speak to you of a process that I've developed and perfected. I am able with the scalar energy instrument to break down the molecular structure of a virus, a bacterium, a fungus. Now, what is so unique about my work is I don't work with people. I work with photographs of people. So a scalar energy instrument is non-local. I work with photographs of people. And, and this is the new and emerging science that, that few people can quite grasp yet. So a photograph is your mirror-like image. So people from around the world will email me a photograph and I send energy into the, into the symbolic representation of a person, their photograph, because their photograph captures their energetic force field. Anyway, long story short, working by way of photograph, I can break down the molecular bonds of parasites or bacteria identified on a photograph. Now here's the game changer. It's a dependable process. It's it's a repeatable protocol, but I can easily work with one photograph of a person or a million photographs a day. So I can perform what I call a pathogenic cleanse or a germ cleanse for one person or a million people or 10 million people a day by way of their photographs.
0: Hmm, so, so Facebook then. is just a gold mine for you then.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> it, it, it could be, it could be. So what am I saying? You know, we're used to this Western model of going to physically to a clinic, I understand, and you're perhaps prescribed medicine or surgery or some type of massage or, or, or some type of consultation. I don't need a clinic. I'm a virtual I'm a virtual company. I'm a virtual healing ministry. and I do everything by way of a photograph. So there is no brick and mortar. And how do I access people? I only access them by their energetic force field. I never touch a person. So it's a new branch of science that requires a, a new understanding of physics, it requires a new vocabulary it requires a, a new understanding of a, a different dimension. Scalar energy is not an electromagnetic dimension. So we're going to have to, to, to take this from ground zero and really learn this new and emerging science um, everything from its, its, uh, its principles to, to a vocabulary to, to fluidly describe this new and emerging science.
0: I'm someone who, um, again, isn't familiar with a lot of a lot of many ideas, as I said at the very beginning. Um, but I've had I've had folks on before that have talked about like like Reiki um, or acupuncture and those kinds of things. Is this related to those things at all? Because those are kind of also that metaphysical energy thing. Yes.
1: yes, you you can say so. Now, I have nothing against any acupuncturist and and those who are working massage or or surgery. God bless them. You know, everybody who's really well-intentioned in the health field, God bless them. But this is what sets us a scalar practice apart from any Western medicine, or even what I would consider um, what what some of the uh, Pacific Rim cultures might say uh, energy or quantum healing. A scalar energy instrument can perform the work function of 10,000, 100,000, a million practitioners. That's where you and I resonate. Where sooner or later you're going to see this exponential curve in not only knowledge but application of knowledge, and you will see that again. Much of the world, much of what we recognize in the Western world, technology and in our practices, our, our conventional practices, are going to be obsolete in, in a short period of time. You know, I've always said to friends, and I'll, I'll spill the beans tonight. I have the easy way to break apart the herpes virus the easy way to disassemble to dis uh, integrate if you will the herpes virus so consider what that means to the the uh to valtrex or or to some other drug that's used for herpes it's obsolete it's obsolete it's it's going to go the way of the horse and buggy
0: right right yeah it's um well, I'll tell you, you might if you can, if you can, if it's possible to uh, use it for 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 weight loss, <laughs> you you might be able to sell it instantly <laughs> to the I, masses. <laughs> I, I, I'm
1: I'm trying. I haven't mastered that quite yet. I have <laughs> I have a fat metabolism program, but it's it's still not what I would consider a consummate way to lose weight. I'm sure. not, you know, when, when you're working with the human body as such, there's so many variables that I just don't understand that yet.
0: Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, obviously we've been talking kind of broadly about the the, the things that it helps with, but can, can you give some, some specific examples of, of what kinds of things people are, are coming to you to get help with from the scalar sure, energy?
1: Sure. When I work with these instruments, I've noticed that a scalar energy instrument is so high powered that it has a direct influence on our brain waves and our chakras. Now, keep in mind, I only work with people by way of their photographs. So, apparently, a photograph captures a person's brain waves and their chakras. And in so doing, I have an influence on those brain waves and those seven chakras to the point that many people say that this has helped them with an emotional uh, drawback, an emotional problem psychological condition, etc. Some people say that this has lifted a phobia, this has lifted depression. You know, all of that is is subjective to to their viewpoint. But what is really salient is this, that working with these instruments, I don't have to program them. They're self-directed. So a scalar energy instrument... Will automatically program, reprogram our brainwaves. Will automatically reprogram our seven chakras. Now, what does that mean? That means this is an inbuilt intelligence, and that this inbuilt intelligence can, is dependable, and that we have finally find our way into, into the very uh, uh, logos, the, the mind of God, if you will. Hmm. Imagine that a, an instrument that automatically downloads into our into our seven chakras that is divine intelligence that's what i'm saying to our audience
0: yeah i you know i i was someone who previously um was skeptical of anything that i wasn't familiar with from my childhood i guess is an easy way to <laughs> say it um and and then my mom um she had a, a bone spur on her foot yes. and um my uncle had a doctor who was uh, a Chinese man came, you know, immigrated here from China um, and he claimed to practice what he just called ancient Chinese healing. Um, And my uncle had had a lot of success with him. And and so he, he talked to my, he talked my mom into, into, to, to speaking with this doctor just on the phone and she spoke with him on the phone and explained this bone spur on her foot and he said okay go lay down and I'll call you back in 30 minutes and she said okay and that was it there was no other there's no she's not doing a mantra there's nothing else she goes and lays down for 30 minutes she gets back up he calls her the bone spur is gone hmm. I, I mean there's no way i would believe that story if i if it wasn't my mom and i saw the i saw it you know what i mean so yeah. I guess my, my my point in sharing that story because I mean they didn't use the language of scalar energy or anything, but my point is just that for, for anyone listening, where it sounds like, well, this sounds you know really really um, new and and like a, a really foreign idea, I, I get it, and I would have that skepticism myself, except that I've seen things that at least are. Um, Congruent with with what you're talking about, even if not identical in you know in nature with the equipment and and, and those specific things like that.
1: Yes, yes, and, th- and thank you. And and what what did your mother experience? Influence, uh, intention, the the power of the mind over matter. That's what I'm saying. Scatter energy is its intention, its mind over matter. This is non physical energy. It's an information system. And whether it's by way of auto-suggestion, you know, maybe your mom did cure herself, okay? That's wonderful. Well, that's what I have. I have an instrument that is akin to auto-suggestion. So it is an intention machine that I have. It's a non-physical information system. It's, it's intention or what some might call consciousness. I call it the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what I possess. That, it's incredible. So and and once you're into this, what I call the wheelwork of of nature, and once you're into the very uh, wheelwork of of creation, you control creation. And I've said that, and I, I say that without reservation. A scalar energy instrument allows me to have physical control over nature. I, I have angelic power with this instrument. Hmm. Yeah, it's.
0: Um... It's interesting too, you know. I, I think that, especially at least here in the West and in, in the United States, I'll, I'll say specifically, there's a, a really, um, and I don't know really where why it's this way, but there's this really steadfast belief that 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 you know you're going to a doctor, or a hospital in the traditional way that we think of that, that that is a hundred percent foolproof system that is accurate all of the time and that like that's hard science and it's all proven and yeah there are some things i mean we know what a bone is and how a bone breaks or something right but there's a lot of stuff that's not understood and i mean i had a friend i've told this story before but i have a friend who had really sharp abdominal pain went to the hospital they said we need to take your gallbladder out she said why what happened right that would cause that to suddenly need to be removed and the surgeon said i guess god wanted surgeons to have jobs too she left the hospital and declined the surgery and then went through a, a, a what people would call a you know alternative or holistic methods of, of healing it and 20 some years later still has her gallbladder and doesn't have that pain right yes, so yes. so my point in sharing that is just that again I think skepticism is healthy, and I think that people should have skepticism, but I think that it should be applied, applied broadly, not <laughs> yes. just on something that's new, right, or something yes. that's unfamiliar. Yes. Um, so, I mean, is there? And you know, obviously, you know, like you said, you're not really working with the individuals one-on-one as much as you're. Right. You're getting a photograph and then working with your equipment to to work with them. And I, and I don't mean for you to out anyone's personal details or anything, but is there any story that you have or any, any client that you've worked with that, that really stands out as, as a, a thing where you were like, wow, this really, you know,
1: yeah, hammered many, home
0: the value of this.
1: Yeah, ma- many, we're working with a, a, an HIV AIDS clinic in Delhi, India. And um, we probably have worked with four or 500 people who are HIV positive and they're getting test results now. And the test results are negative the people feel better and they're gaining weight and many of the people of their own volition are saying I am cured of HIV now again I never work with anybody in person these instruments are designed to work in the information field so when you go to a hospital or a clinic you have to be physically present that's obvious well I don't have a hospital or a clinic nor do I consider myself to be a physician I am a scalar energy researcher, and I've developed a new science, a new way of looking at reality. And my new science demands that I only need a photograph to access the energetic force field of a person. And I'm working with people halfway around the world by way of their photographs, and lo and behold, many of them are, are proclaiming of, of their volition. And it's, it's uncensored on my part, and good good for them that yes, they feel that they've been able to eradicate the HIV virus and their test results prove that. So this is the, the unbiased opinion, the unbiased, uncensored uh, remarks that I'm receiving from Delhi, India. We've worked with 400 people. They don't, they no longer are HIV positive.
2: Hmm.
0: That's really interesting. So I guess, you know, people are listening where, it, it, and maybe it's what you already spoke to uh, with Tesla and the other individual. Is that really the, the if people wanted to, to go and look at historical sources for this. Is that there or are there other I know you said it's, it's not a huge field, but are there other people also working on this currently?
1: Very few, very mm. few and I'm, I'm so sad to say that. Um, I, I really don't know of anybody else on the internet who's developed a scalar energy instrument and is offering their services to the general public. I think I'm the only one now. If I'm wrong, well, then I haven't researched hard enough. But it's not come across my my desk, so to speak. And this this is the uh, this is the if you will the the roadblock that we have right now. It's a new and emerging technology, but so few practitioners, so few people want to devote their time and energy to this. You know, as we said, there's there's no money in it, and uh, there there could be pushback from from various government and, and uh, legislative uh, bodies. Well, that that's typical with anything. But I, I think to be happy and to be positive, we'll see that change over the next five to 10 years. You have to prove it to people. Uh, I've mm-hmm. always said I'm a result-driven researcher. I will prove this. I'll have to prove it. And once I prove it, people will wake up and they'll want to join the bandwagon.
0: someone was interested in in, in trying this out or, or thought that they would have a need that this might be able to help with, uh, how would they go about that?
1: We have a website. It is scalarlight.com. And on the website, on the homepage, we offer anybody 15 days of free scalar energy sessions. So what you're going to do is you're going to visit the website and send in, email us your photograph. Now we do that to prove it. And again, once it's, it's so important Once again, we have to prove, we have to educate and prove to people that this is of merit. So scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. Visit the website. You can send in photographs of your entire family. Include your pets. And for uh, the span of 15 days, we will uh, eradicate, we will cleanse uh, the germs by way of your photograph now. We will balance your chakras, and we can also assemble, create micronutrients. We do all of this, all of this by way of your photograph. Again, your photograph gives us access to the information field. Your photograph gives us access to this quantum dimension, which is, is quite fascinating. Now, uh, th- there is a concept, and this has been proven in, in many religions, that some people have been able to by-locate. You can be in two places at once. That's true, and I've proven it with my instrument. So my, a photograph of a person allows that person to by-locate into my instrument. What do I mean by that? Well, you could be in Delhi, India, but if you send me your photograph, your photograph is inside my instrument in the United States. You have bi-located. Your energetic field has bi-located. And in so doing, I can access you no matter where you are in the in the world, or for that matter, in the universe, because you're you are capable of bi-location. So as we progress in our understanding of this science, we see that. It's just, again, pregnant with opportunity. It's a new way of looking at reality. It's a different reality than that of the electromagnetic spectrum. It will demand a new textbook. It will demand a new dictionary. It will demand a a new way of looking at reality. It is indeed a dimension unto itself. Scalar energy is a different reality than that of electromagnetic energy. And hence, it, it it will beg the question, well, what else can we do in this, this new and different dimension? Right. So, so consider that.
0: Yeah. So the equipment that you have, uh, that you've, you've developed, do you have any intention on, on making that available to other people, like to teaching other people how to use it, or is it too early in the game for that?
1: Too early in the game. and, And I have my reservations because it could be used for harm. Okay. And I, I look at the state of the world today and, um, and I say to myself, I'm not gonna release the schematics. I'm just, I'm just not gonna release the schematics. So the, the day is coming that um, we will have to form a group of people, interested uh, practitioners, if you will, and have somewhat of a campus-like setting, a central location where we can all learn. But for me to market this, it would be irresponsible. Because once you know, once once the the feathers are out of the pillow, I I can't bring the feathers back to the pillow.
0: <laughs> right, that's a that's it's an interesting. I've I've heard the toothpaste in out of the tube, but not the feathers in the pillow. That's good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the the flip side of this though is that you know, for people to try it, you're not asking them to ingest a a, a substance that they're unfamiliar right. with. There's they're not having to to anything that's, there's no risk at all. Right. I mean, it's a photograph, which again, like I said, Facebook's a gold mine, everyone has infinite photographs of themselves <laughs> all does. over available. So yeah. it's not even, it's not a privacy concern or something either. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I am curious, I've kind of asked this already, I guess, but I'm, you know, I know you're working with the instrument, the photographs, do you ever have direct contact with the clients or is, does that subvert the process in some way? Right.
1: Rarely, but I, I will speak to them on the phone, but I would say 99.9% of the people that I work with, I never meet. Hmm. And because I work with people around the world, I, again, I go back to my story about Delhi, India. I've never been to India. I'd like to go there, but I can guarantee you the quantum field is already there. And and the, this is the beauty of, of what we're getting at. You know, Before, you would have to set up a clinic in Delhi, India, or you'd have to find people from Delhi, India the United States. Nope. Nope. Scalar energy transcends time and space. Mm. And, and with this new paradigm, that's going to change the world. That's going to make obsolete the existing technology. You you could be anywhere in a, in a flash, in an instant. Yeah. Now consider that. Scalar energy transcends time and space. You don't need to hop on a plane. Planes, right. trains, cars, they they're they're obsolete.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting, too, you know, and again, we've spoken to this to some extent already as well, but it's just the, you know, you said earlier that, that skeptical people might say something like, well, if this information's there, then why isn't it being adopted? But but that's not a, a reasonable question because the absence of information is not correlated directly with the absence of an action. Right. Uh, SuperSizeMe came out 20 years ago and clearly, clearly demonstrated the quality of food and the the health consequences that come out of consuming that all of the time. Yes. And McDonald's still thrives to this day, and I'm you know I'm not yes. trying to take a shot at McDonald's specifically even, but just we all know lots of things and don't act better <laughs> as a result of that.
1: It, isn't that a shame? I, I that's one of the things that perplexes <laughs> me about mankind. I I really just don't get it. I love my fellow man, but if people realize that. A few minor adjustments can make the world of a difference. I've always said if you have 7.9 billion people on the planet, and if everybody just did one good deed a day, it would be utopia. But see, this is the problem of mankind. And a lot of people don't quite realize this. We fight too much. <laughs> We'd we, we like to fight and complain if we were... Constructive, and if you had 7.9 billion people doing at least one good, productive exercise per day, it would be paradise on earth. It it doesn't take much, right? It doesn't. You know, I'm I'm sure you're very organized. I consider myself very organized now. If we have 7.9 people like us that are organized and doing something productive, you know, we're not having an argument tonight, are we? No, (laughs) and, and, and we're not. To be blunt, we're not watching a, a decadent or violent TV show on TV. No, we're not wasting our time. And and it's a shame. Mankind has such potential. But we've never had that, that unified approach. We fight too much. We have to stop fighting.
0: Right. Yeah, no, well, I mean, <laughs> in the United States, I think that's probably maybe <laughs> on display more than ever here over this last five or six years, right? It's uh... – it's, it's just shocking. amazing
1: and and and, <laughs> and when you try and correct people they won't listen they 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 just don't they can't see the forest through the trees it's like you know separate yourself from the nonsense and concentrate on yourself you know i i see the i i see the bedlam in the world today i just don't become a part of it i had a great day researching a wonderful day researching and and i believe me i i i did not I was, nobody dragged me into their drama. I don't have time for nonsense.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's, you know, when I started this podcast, I didn't know exactly what I was trying to do. And and at first, I the, my first few episodes were me kind of complaining about things in society on some level. And, and pretty quickly, I realized that there's a lot of that out there already. And I think it's far more interesting to talk about things that are either I am already passionate about or that I don't know anything about because that's how you learn. Right. That, and that's how life gets more enriching. So yeah. I, I mean, case in point tonight with the conversation with you, I don't know anything about scalar light, but I think it's fascinating to hear someone that's dedicated their life to working on it to come on and share the idea and the thoughts behind it. Um, because to your point, there's there's not really anything negative that can come out of it. Right. Like even if someone right. listens and says. I don't think that's for me right now, or I don't think it's far enough along for me to buy in yet. Okay. Like, we, no one's been hurt still, right? There's... <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that's the beauty. It's non-physical. And I, I tell people when they first approach me, they say, do I need a doctor's permission? I say, no, it's sunlight. Do you, do you need a doctor's permission to live in the universe? So, scanner energy is sunlight or starlight. Okay, and, and and good for people. They they they're inquisitive and and they want to be cautious. And they say, Tom, what are the consequences? I said, they're the same consequences if you work out, walk outside at night, and you see you look up and you see a billion stars. Are those billion stars going to hurt you? No. Well, then my instrument's not going to hurt you because it's it's star energy that you're getting from a scalar energy instrument. But you know the questions are good, and, and I answer those questions because they're serious-minded. But to answer your point, this is risk-free health care. And it's simple because you can go on with your lifestyle and all you need to do is send me your photograph, which is your bi-located version of you. You don't have to come to me. You bi-locate by sending me your photograph.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's it's really interesting. And, uh, yeah, like, like we've we've talked about, there, there's not really any risk with it. And it's just also, you know, again, I, I made this point another way earlier, but I'll, I'll say it again. The, uh, the phrase mental health, I, I kind of hate that phrase now, and I use it a lot, so <laughs> the hypocrite in me. Um, but the reason I say I don't like it is because it's so, I don't think it really encapsulates what we're trying to talk about when we use it. It's almost too vague at this point in time. But you know, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast episode a couple years ago now, and he had a, a former ex Special Forces soldier on, and this guy came home from from war and had a lot of again quote unquote mental health issues and was really struggling. And for him, what he actually determined the issue was, and he was on all the antidepressants and was trying to do the self help stuff, and ultimately what he found was he had a hormone imbalance that was caused from being around a lot of explosions all the time. And when they corrected the hormone imbalance, he was back to himself. But that's also not something that's widely talked about, right? Like, people aren't constantly running around getting their hormone imbalances fixed for, for to fix depression or anxiety or something like that. Yes. And, and my point, I know that this isn't hormone-related at all, but my point is that, again, I just encourage people to be open-minded, and especially in a scenario like this where you've got, you know, uh, there's, no, there's no monetary investment required up front to, to try it. There's no real risk in, involved. Especially if you're someone who's been around the bend, trying to to find a way out of, you know, uh, the prison that you find yourself in, whether that be mental health or physical or whatever, um, I just I think things like this are really are really cool to be out there. And even if it's not the solution for every single person, which maybe is because the technology is still in an early stage, in its yes. infancy, yeah. um, that doesn't diminish the the value that it that it pot- potentially provides someone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So we are in our nascent state, but I I will say with with strong affirmation, I've perfected a technique in which I can break down, eradicate pathogens, germs. So that in and of itself will produce some type of health benefits, uh, reduce inflammation, avoid pathogenic disease. To some extent, that's going to help everybody. So we're on our way. As we learn more about this emerging science, I'm sure we can do so many things with it that that many conditions, many medical conditions will be either cured or palliated by this, this process. So again, I, I appreciate you being all open-minded and, and you see, you know, you have to start somewhere. I'm still at square one. I, I don't proclaim to have the the, the the ultimate knowledge of this emerging science, but it's, it's always in, it served to intrigue me, and I'm glad I spent my career along this path, and, and I would hope that others will follow me. It has so much potential. You know, we, we have so many electrical engineers today, and we need them. Well, eventually, there's going to be many scalar energy engineers, and and their prowess and their ability will far exceed what we are now able to achieve with electricity. Electricity is limited. Scalar energy is unlimited. So the, so, those of you who who are young and and still want to make a career out of something in the next five, ten years, just wait, see what happens with scalar energy
0: just yeah wait. no I, I you know I, I I joke kind of joke um <laughs> but I, I I can't decide if I want to be twenty years younger or not and, and not just for the youth of it but because technology is so yeah. incredible. And it's like, am I going to be just old enough that I'm like, I just missed the mark when humanity changes forever? You know what I mean? But we might also burn the planet up before we get there. And then being younger is worse. So I don't know. I don't know which side of that to fall on.
1: (laughs) Uh, We're going to look on the bright side. tonight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good idea.
1: (laughs) I, I think, again, mankind has such great potential. You know, and and I've said it a million times, I'm not going to belabor it too much, but if we work together and we are united, we will see this paradise on Earth that we want. You know, we we have one enemy. Look in the mirror. That's the enemy. It's us. It's us.
0: (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, well, Tom, I, I really, really uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on and, and share this. Um, and I just appreciate that you've again dedicated your 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 life really to 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 working on something um, that's not only new and unique and powerful, but but that is fundamentally something that helps people. Right? Again, like the whole idea is to make things better. Right. And I just I, I think that's super awesome. Um, and like you said, if we had a whole planet of people that were <laughs> trying to constantly make things better, we would, probably wouldn't need you to do all the work that you're doing. Right. It,
1: it, it, would, it, would, be, yeah, it would be a piece of cake. You know, I, 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 and I, I admonish you for spending the time with me and, 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 you know, promulgating this message out there to the masses. Thank you. You know, it takes effort. I, I always say this to podcasters and to radio hosts. Thank you so much. Your effort did not drop from the sky you made a sincere effort and it's, it's work. And so I thank you for, for this broadcast.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, well, as you said earlier, and we'll have this link in the show notes, but scalarlight.com uh, is the website. Is there anywhere else like social media or anything that you'd like people to check out or should they yeah, just go to that uh, website?
1: Go to the website. That's, that's the main focal point.
0: Okay. All right. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll be sure to have that in the show notes. Well, Tom, thanks again so much for your time, man. It's been a pleasure.
1: Hey, God bless you. Thank you, sir.
2: Just in flash of the lightning storm within my ring The high tide is coming in Breaking waves across the shore Dark thunders are billowing Your love is the oceans roar that I need to cross the seven seas and help me breach the angry swells and I'm the river that you need and the water that fills you well and the hand you hold through tragedy Like fire hanging in the sky, and I can always feel your beat on the cold office moonlight. And you're the wings that I need to carry me through the air through the torrent rain. Papel and you off Like feathers in winter's air, suns in forestlands and neon trees. You're a valley pastor of air. You're the path that I need to walk across the hills through the rolling plains. I'm the stone that you need for an armored citadel, and you roll through tragedy.
0: right folks well that's going to do it for the show today thank you so much again tom palladino for stopping by i really enjoyed our conversation thanks again of course to misha for the music and last but not least thank you listener for listening i'd also invite you to check out my other podcast pick up your sticks which is co-hosted by me and brett lindley pick up your sticks is a podcast about video games where we discuss why gaming matters you can find pick up your sticks on all podcast platforms again thanks so much for listening have a great week stay up